Spirit of the Lord is in this place. Amen. It's good to see all of you here. It's good that we're all here in the year of 2020. Amen. Lots going on. Hey, hey, hey. Hallelujah. Just look at somebody and say, you're blessed to be in this place. Say, so you're blessed to be able to hear what you're about to hear. Say, so because it will change your life if you receive it. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Well, I tell you what, we've had a whole lot of the Spirit of God moving um, in our midst, and it's been a good week. How many of you say you had a good week? It's been a good week. It's been a good week. Even if, it, if you didn't think it was a good week, if you're still here a lot, it's a good week. Look at somebody say, well, you made it. You made it. Yes, you came through. <laughs> so that's good. It didn't take you out. Amen. Amen. And so this morning, we want to edify you. You've been uh, enlightened by the Holy Spirit. Uh, and his presence, and I just want you to know that angels are all in this place. They are here, here, here. They are here on demand because you're making a demand on heaven. Amen? And angels have been given to us. Now, you need to know in these last days that they've been assigned to work with us as we release God's word, not so we can do whatever we want to do, but so that we can carry out the will of God. Amen? So that you will always have the strength that you need. Listen to what I'm saying. You'll always have the peace that you need. You'll always have uh, of the joy that you need when you do what God tells you to do. Amen? And I could really easily go off on a spirit of obedience. I just so sense that. I just so sense that, that this is the hour, this is the time that we need to be obedient. We can't afford not to uh, hear something and, and disobey it. And, you know, James talks about that. It says um, you, it's not just enough to know the word. How many of you all know the word? You even know the word. You even know God. You know the author of the word. But do you do the word? Amen. Now, we're gonna, I'm going to hit you upside the head in the natural. Last week, we were laying you out on the floor in the spirit. But what do you do once you get up from laying down? What do you do when you get through preaching? What do you do when you get through saying, whoo, that service was so good. Oh, my God. What do you do after that? It's not, it's not what you're hearing right now. It's what you have heard that will take you through into your next week. So I want to talk to you this morning about perpetual victory. Can you say that? Perpetual, perpetual, perpetual. Does anybody know perpetual means perpetual? That means it's, it keeps on going. It keeps on rolling. That means in your lowest, I want you to get this, in your lowest, you're still victorious. Can you believe that? See, it's not what you know it's what you do with what you know. I'm going to keep saying it again because, you know, we pastored for 30-some years, and I know a whole lot of people that know the word, but their actions were, did not correspond, and faith without works or actions or, 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 or moving on what you believe. See, I can say I believe a lot of stuff, but the only way we really know is through my behavior. 
Be, be, be. You're going to be what you really believe. Amen. Now, I need you, you know, the scripture always says, Jesus says, he that hath an ear, let him what? Hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying. So when I'm speaking to you, I'm speaking by the spirit because Jesus said, he says, I don't, I don't speak on my own accord. He says, I only say what I hear the father. And this is what we want to teach you because your life is not about you. Now talk about perpetual victory. Because, see, I can explain to you why it looked like things didn't work. I can explain to you when you felt like you just totally missed it. But, see, when you're in God's hand, who? Who can take you out? Not even the devil. Come on, Romans 8 and 31 says, Nothing shall separate me. Nothing, nothing, no thing, no thing, no angels, no death, no death, no life, no tribulation. Come on, no heartache, no pain, no debt, no disappointment. Can separate me from the love of God. So that's more than me just knowing about the love of God. I have to be in the love of God. And the love of God has to flow out of me. Now, I said a whole lot right there. My prayer is God give you ears to hear. Let you hear with the frequency of heaven. Let you hear beyond what you see. Let you hear beyond what you heard before. This is 2020 a new season, a new way of living, a new way of doing, a new way of moving. And old things come to an end so that new things can be birthed. So there's some things that are, I'll just give you a little heads up. FYU, some things are dying. They have to die so new can begin. I'm talking about perpetual victory. So I gotta get rid of my death cycles. So I can't keep repeating. I can't keep thinking like I used to think. I can't keep seeing it like I used to see it. I can't keep reasoning like I used to reason it out. Well, if I do this and this and this, then I'll get that and that and that. It's a new season. It's a new way of thinking. And so today I believe that before you leave here, there will be such an impartation. So I want you to catch even the words. And I want you to get in the habit that you receive by the spirit, not necessarily the laying on of a man's hands. Because you have the spirit of God on the inside of you. That's why he gave you. He says when the spirit of truth has come, John 16 and 13, he said he will guide you into all truth. So I can't miss it if I am led by the Spirit of God. Amen. I can't miss it. But I have to choose to believe it. And I have to choose to receive it. So the Holy Spirit speaking to you, us all the time. If you are a believer, what do I mean by a believer? That means you have taken his word and you have put it, allowed that word to Im. Uh, what's the word? The word, the word has to be implanted. This Bible is no good just here like this. 
It, it, there, there's no power to it. There's, no, um, there's nothing holy or mysterious or secret. You see, most of the time we're looking so external. And I begin to realize after 40-some years in the ministry that I had to pray a certain way, that I had to fast so many days, that I had to repent, repent. I, I, you know, it was like works, works, works. But those are not the works. Those are the works of the flesh, the spirit. You see, I didn't need to know what the word says. I needed to have the word implanted into me. I have to keep looking. James says a man looks into the law and then he turns away and he forgets what he sees. He says that's just a hearer only. That's just a hearer. So we're going to open up our word today, and I'm going to show you some scriptures because you have to look at it. I, 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 I love all the technology, but what happens if it shuts down? And you know we are moving towards some serious things, some global things. So you better get that word implanted on the inside of you, where now those scriptures will begin to rise up. But I'm not talking about that. The key is the word has to go in. It has to take root. So why do we come? You come today because we're going to water some things for you. We're going to help to stir up and activate some things for you. Yes, yes. And so therefore, as you, as you, as you are hearing the word and listening to the word, the word is taking root on the inside of you. And the Bible says that, you know, it depends on the type of, uh, of heart or soil that the seed goes in. Amen, and we could go through all of that, but that's not my main point right now. Because the, your heart, your heart is the ground that this word has to go in. So in order for you to have the perpetual victory, your heart has to be open to receive. It has to be open, because otherwise it's like throwing seeds out. If I, the seed by itself alone will not grow. It will not grow. I don't care how many translations you have. It's just translated on your phone. You got all these Bibles on your phone. But is it in you, deep in you, to where how do I know if it's really in me? Because if there is no input, there can be no output. What causes that word? And I'll hit this real quick. What causes that word? Because the Bible says, take heed how you hear. Because you're hearing a lot of voices all the time, let alone self-talk. 80% of your thoughts are self-thoughts that are lies coming to you unconsciously. You see, that's why the word is powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. Listen, what I want in me is the word. So when I'm in a situation, guess what's going to come up? The word. The word. Out of the abundance of the heart, my mouth will speak. I can't speak what I haven't heard. And what has not yet been cultivated, that's a whole word. All of these are... All of this is worth a Bible study teaching. So my assignment is to kind of give you a little glimpse so that as you go forth, now why? 
as I was, as Pastor Walt says, would you bring the word this morning? I'm so glad he didn't say bring a sermon. He said, will you bring a word? And what we need now, it's not money. Money is not my problem. Love is not my problem. Come on, joy is not my, it's the word. Look at somebody say, you need the word. The living word. The living word. The living word. The Bible, this, this is dead until it goes into my heart. Now it becomes alive. Come on now. And so that's what religion is, is to keep it out here. Religion keeps it out here, keeps you chasing. You didn't do enough of this. You got to give this. But when I get it on the inside of me, my behavior is a result of the word. So how much word do you have in you is when you're in a crisis? What do you do when you find something or you get a bad report? And I tell you what, the medical system, I know this is being tough, but it is a system. And when you go in the doctor's office, they're not trying to cure you. They're just treating symptoms. And not only that, they add all these words, a zoo and you have this, and you don't even know what it is. You have to go Google it, and it's got long terms. But you walk out there underneath that word. Oh, he said, I got, I got high blood pressure. Oh, now all of a sudden, you're feeling it. Oh, uh, he says, I got mental problems. I need to go see a psychiatrist. You need the word. Mm-hmm. You feel every word because words are living. They are life. They're not just dead. You can't bury them. That's why we have to repent when we do something wrong because it just keeps on living. You can't hide something of guilt and shame. Well, see, I'm, I'm, I'm just so sad for <laughs> seminars, see. I could go for hours teaching this because this is really how you learn. I didn't come to pump you up. Last week, we, we got pumped up and laid out. But we need trainers. I need to train you how to be a first responder. A first responder is a person that gets on the scene first. They're the ones that usually have to tackle. Come on. Come on. And usually the, the first responders are usually people that have already been kind of trained. They call them certified. Well, I need you to be a certified first responder with the word of God in mind. We need to train the church to be first responders on the scene of an accident. Come on. First responders, when you get a report of something wrong, you don't necessarily have to take that, wo that word. They said, who has believed our report? You've got to put God's word on it. God's word is able. To, it's a transformer. The word is a transformer. The word is a transformer. The word is a joy giver. The word is an energizer. Come on, the word. Somebody say the word. word. 
guess what? Guess what? In the beginning. No, no, let's, let's do it again. Let's do it again. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word. was I got some Bible scholars in here. Got some word people. I don't care how many fasts. I don't care how many tongues. Because, you know, the devil is not afraid of your tongues. Especially if it's just an echo. That means it's not authentic. John did not say, I, I'm an echo. He said, I'm a voice. The word will give you the voice of God. And when we bring the voice of God on the scene, see, we say, does that stuff really work? It works. No, it doesn't work. It worked. Because the word is finished. What are you going to ask God for that's not already done? It's just in another realm that you're holding it, waiting till you get the word to pull it down. Oh, I need somebody to shout right now. That's a key. That's right. Because we're going into some perilous times. The Lord says, you got to tell them. Because I myself, I'm experiencing, I'm like, Lord. You know, you almost don't want to get up. I'm like, oh, my God. This past week, we, had, we experienced the death of a grandson, male child, on Wednesday. By Saturday, we were experiencing the birth of another male child. One died, one born within four days. Last Sunday, we jump in child. By, the, by this time, in one week. See, things are moving quick. So that's why it's like, I don't even want to go to church. No, babe, you need to come. Because you need to be revived, reinvigorated, regenerated to keep you in perpetual victory. See, on the scene, it's not enough. A first responder cannot help if it's saying, I know how you feel. I know. Oh, that must be terrible. No, you got to respond first with the word. Amen. And I, I want you to get that in your mind because that's where you're going to leave out is God is releasing you as first responders to go out of here and bring healing, deliverance, salvation. Are you kidding? You are, it is not about you. It is about what God wants to do in the earth. Look at somebody say, you really do need to get over yourself. Really? Really? Real, just keep saying really. No, no, re, re, really. Y'all need to really 
Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Really, really. You need to get over yourself. You're not all that cute. You're not all that smart. All of y'all with all these grades and dean's lists. Y'all ain't all of that. Y'all need to really, really look at, say really. Get over yourself. And you know something, as I was reading that, I was getting that first responders, and I was like, wow, we can't even be a first responder until we first respond to him. Come on, can you get that now? And then as a result, what are we responding to? Him. Because the Bible says he first loved us. I'm responding to him because he first loved me. So I'm responding to love, and then now, because I have his love, now I can respond out of his love to you. That was, that's the plan. That's why he says whatever you need, your healing, your deliverance, comfort, I give you my peace. That passes all understanding, I give you my joy, that your joy might be full. He told his disciples before he left, Jesus did, he says, you're going to have tribulation. Do you think Jesus was lying? <laughs> he didn't say, I, don't, I want you to have some positive thinking. No, I'm going to tell you what's really going on, and I'm going to tell you why you're really, really, really here. Look at somebody said, do you know why you're here? To see you understand purpose. See, see, oh my God, I wish I could shrink five hours into this short time. Because that's what happens. Let me, let me tell you how we don't understand who we are. I had a nephew. At 29, he had a mo motorcycle. His mama told him. Do not drive that motorcycle. His cousins told him, man, those brakes on that motorcycle don't work good. He told his mom the night before, he said, yeah, mom, I heard you. I heard you. How do you hear? How do you hear? My question, how do you hear? I heard you, mom. I heard you, mom. Within 24 hours, his mo the, the brakes on the motorcycle jammed, threw him 30 feet over down into a ditch. He laid in a hospital for 18 months with multiple surgeries. I don't have all the things. And then he died. All because disobedience. I can tell you a lot of cases not to sadden you. But see, that's disobedience. Disobedience is really saying, Lord, I know what you said, but I want to do what I want to do. I want to do what I want to do. And why would God give you? He says the, 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 the laws of God or the commandments of God are not grievous. That's all in 1 John. He says they're not grievous. Why? They're for my benefit. It's just like you tell a child, don't put your hand on that stove. And they just like looking like, you know, touching, ah, 
screaming, hollering. And what do you do? You say, I told you. Look at somebody and say, he's already told us. He's already told us what to do. How do I know he told us? Because he didn't even trust your memory. He wrote it in a book. He, and now we got all kind of translations of what he said. Let me take a pause. Think about it. What has he already told you? Sometimes you can stay too long. Sometimes you can stay out of your time. It is dangerous. And it grieves the heart of a mother. I saw two mothers. Well, I saw one as we had to prepare for the burial of a son who was 29. It's some of the hardest things in ministry is when we have to sit with them with the loss of a loved one. Jesus was touched with our infirmities. We're not, but the most we can do is sympathize, or psychology says empathize. But Jesus already knew. But he said in his word, he says, I want you to comfort others with the comfort that I've comforted you with so that they could be comforted. Do you get that? You see why I said it's not about you? So everything that you've gone through, even what you thought was a failure wasn't a failure. It was just a God's way of bringing you on a detour to get you back into divine alignment. He don't even really get all that mad with you and say, you know, I'm never going to give you no more mercy or no grace because you're just too hard-headed. See, we think God is like our parents or some parents that say, I'll beat your butt. Look, I brought you in this world. I'm going to take you out. Now, you, you know, we didn't say that, did we? No. But uh, do you hear what I'm saying? God doesn't treat you like that. It says his mercy is for everlasting to everlasting. Come on. It's everything. Angels will show up on the scene. Things will happen to get your attention so that you can do the will of God on this earth. Somebody say perpetual victory. How many of you want that? Okay, let's see. Right now, you don't have to want it. It's already been given. Are we living in it? You know, that's why we need trainers. That's why we need tutors. That's why we need men and women of God that have already. See, we, any trees that I've knocked down, any, any, any mistakes and sins that I've walked through, my life has to be an open book. Because when his son sets you free, you're free. Woo! I don't have nothing to hide because I'm walking in the light. See, because now it's even greater because it's not about what I did. It's about what God did in me. Your life should be a, a, a oh, my God, should be a living example of what God has done in your life. And he says, you'll know the truth. You'll, you'll know the tree by the fruit it bears. So stop right now. What kind of fruit are you bearing? 
So we get real excited. But you know, after you've been in this for a while, I have no motive. I, have no, I ain't trying to build no kingdom. I, I'm not trying to have my own. Right now, I just want to strengthen the body of Christ so that you can continue to walk out. Our job is to get behind you. Our job is to be a chisel in God's hand to help chisel off to get you into divine alignment. That's what the local church is all about. You never be in a place where you're not being taught. And taught the word. It's getting real quiet. I want you to think today, you know, usually I flow in a prophetic flow. Well, he knows what we need. But there's a lot coming on the earth. I don't know what you're going to face when you leave out of here, but you need to know you have perpetual victory. Now, I'm going to take you. Now, with all of that, that was just a little brief intro, a little quickie. Kind of get your ears, you know, say, get the wax out. Come on. So say, get the wax out. Come on. Because he says they have ears to hear, and they're dull of hearing. Say, Lord, I do not want to be dull of hearing. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I want to hear what you are saying. And every time you come in, it, you should be able not to say, you know, so-and-so should have been here, girl. She, that's so-and-so. She would have heard that. No, if you're here, it's for you. We go to God to get his word. I, we don't know who's going to show up, but he does. So I speak by the spirit, as you can see. <laughs> The whole idea is to train you. I like that scripture in Timothy. I want to show you what the word is. I brought my big old, you can see, I got some big old heavy Bibles. But these are study ones, but this way I can look right at it. Uh, it's 1 Timothy. I want to look at one scripture, and then we're going to turn to another one. And this is going to be out of the Amplified. You'll be able to look at it, too. I believe it's 1 Timothy 2. So just bear with me. You got your phone or your Bible. You know what I like? I love having my phone or my Bible, especially traveling. But when I'm studying, if you guys need to be show yourself a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of God, then you've got to be able to mark that Bible up. And, and as God speaks to you, I believe it's 1 Timothy. Ah. Hold on just a minute. There's so much good word in here. Um, and you need the epistles. You need the epistles. I, we, we love... Okay, it's, it's 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 in the Amplified. Can you put that up on the screen so they can see it? Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. Okay, it says, is this the uh, Amplified C? Is this, is that it? Okay, every scripture is God-breathed, given. See, God-breathed, God-breathed, the breath of God. What brought you into the earth <laughs> was the breath of God. Let me tell you something. You do not have to be sick to die. 
Did you hear what I said? You don't have to be sick to die. It's just an absence of the breath. <laughs> That's why sometimes people just drop because the breath is gone. What is keeping you alive? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every God-breathed word. What is happening today is we have so much mixture. We have men's interpretation. Y'all better listen up. Because that's why you have the Holy Spirit. So when you're hearing something, your spirit ought to be saying, yellow light, yellow light, check, check. That don't sound like God. Because that's how people get deceived. Amen? So it says, every scripture is God-breathed, given by his inspiration and profitable. Look what it's for. Instruction. I'm giving you instruction this morning. For reproof and conviction of sin. So that means you should be getting convicted. Let me tell you something. The word should offend you. I know it did me, especially when it came to tithes. I was like, tithe? 10%? Get up, get up, preacher. 10%? Off the whole thing? Oh. It took me a long time. When I was real young, that's before I got married. Y'all look at I tithe now, 100%, okay? <laughs> look at me. But you should be convicted. There's probably some conviction of tithes going on right now. Okay, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. For correction of error. That means you was going the wrong way, but you're going to hear something, and it's going to boom, hit your spirit. Don't try to shake it off. Correction of error and discipline in obedience. Discipline in obedience? Yeah. You got to learn how to obey. It's more than saying, yes, I'll be there. But your attitude is funky. Hmm? Okay. I could use a few amens. Because it is the word. I mean... And for training in righteousness, in holy living, what? So that means we really don't know how we need to be taught. And it's okay. So when we make mistakes, it's okay. Amen. In conforming to God's will and how we think in our thoughts, our purpose, and our action. That's what this word of God will do. It will bring it into alignment. So even, in, do you think God thinks defeat? Come on, let's just break that down. Do you think God has an angry, um, well, yeah, he, he does. But I have to sit down and teach you that part. Because the Holy Spirit does have moods. Okay. But do you think that God has thoughts where he says, I never want to see your face again? Some people do think that. They think that he's really harsh, but he's not. He is a loving God, but he means what he says. And it's the devil that wants to get you in disobedience so he can destroy your life. The wages of sin is the wages of sin is death, not God taking you out. He gave you life. Hello? 
He wants more for me than I want for myself because he knows why he set me here. It's in my thinking, in my purpose, and in my actions. And then verse 17 says, this is why we need the word, so that the man of God or the woman of God may be complete and proficient, well-fitted, and thoroughly equipped for every good work. That's what the word of God. So that means you are not just to come here, take a seat, and do nothing. If you've been coming and you've been sitting and you are not involved, Oh, I'm just going all over the place, huh? This is how you really learn. This is, this is training. This is makes you accountable. Amen. Even in college, you still can have accountability. You still can have commitment. Don't just be like, for God, I just showed up to get something to fill me up. No, you showed up so he could fill you up so you can go out and fill others. Amen. Amen. Amen, prophet. Girl, you preaching today. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, now there was another scripture that I really want to get to. Uh, we're talking about perpetual. Okay, so now I want to go over to 2 Corinthians 2. And chapter, uh, verse 14. It's so good to see the scriptures. It's, it's really good to see the scriptures. Um, you know what, before we go to 2 Corinthians, let's go to 1 Corinthians 15. And then I'll bring that last one back. Fifteen. 57 and 58. <clears throat> Here again, we're still talking about perpetual, perpetual victory. It says, but thanks be to God. Are we in the Amplified? Okay. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 and 58. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory. You see how it's given to us? It's given to us. You have it as a believer, as one of his children, you remember, we're, we are made in his image, so every, oh my God, this is so good. So everything that he has, has been given to us. His image doesn't mean we look like him. It's talking about how he functions. How does God function? He functions from speaking and calling things into being. And decreeing, this is a year of decreeing and declaring. Come on, that's got to act like God. Decree. When you're the first responder on a scene, you don't say what is and you decree what God's word says. You give God's thoughts. You give God's plan. You release healing. You say, oh, no, you know, there have been so many people that have died that really could have been raised back up. Oh, Yes, I know that sounds deep, but listen, some of these first responders are raising people from the dead. Yes, 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 yes. Ha you said, have you ever did it? No, but we sure have applied it. I can remember, and I'm just going to say this, because once we get, once we found it in the word, the resurrection power, then that's what we say, oh, my God. 
And I remember we had a member that died years and years and years ago. We got called into the uh, emergency room. We went there. The body was still laying there. And I remember there was a conviction coming over me. I mean, you know, when God is moving with you, sometimes you'll feel like, me? I can't do that. <laughs> and our unbelief shuts it down. When we're thinking more of ourselves, when you are more self-conscious than God-conscious, you see what I'm saying? And, and, and we've taught you to be more self-conscious. How do I look? How do I sound? What do I say? Am I received? Am I accepted? That's all self. That's all self. But anyway, when that, that body, and I remember saying, well, well um, where's the body? And they said, he's right there in that room. And I remember we went in that room. I was shaking. I was so scared. And I looked down at this, still again, a young man. You know, the devil has a, he got a thing. Got these <laughs> Brethren, <laughs> you just don't know the position of what God has called you to in these last days. But I remember looking down at that young man saying, it just ought not have been. I do believe that there are premature deaths, yes. That means the enemy got an advantage. <laughs> oh, they went, they probably went to heaven, but he, he got an advantage. Uh, you just got to have ears to hear. I just need you to hear me. And I remember looking, and I remember laying my hand, cold as I don't know what, and it inside of me was like, and I said, in the name of Jesus, just under my breath, probably with so much doubt and unbelief now as I reflect, but in the name of Jesus, I command you to rise up. And of course, nothing happened. Nothing happened. And I remember just backing off. I remember just like, wow. See, some things you have to experience. Some things you have to step out on. God rewards, just like a little child when they take a first step and they can't walk too good. You got to start. Tell somebody, you got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. And I remember that. I can still really see his face and just saying, Lord. And that's when you say, God, build in me, do in me what I need to do so I can be a vessel that can change people's life. And then Apostle Harry, y'all know him. We're real. I know you know Paul and Sarah and Abraham, but now I'm talking about us, real people. When we heard of the, of the death or, or not death, but a murder of a young man. And it so grieved both of our spirits. I went to help with minister to the wife, to the mother. You kids have no idea what you do to your parents. Because one day you're going to be a parent. That's why it says, children. What does the word say? Obey. This is the first command, first, with the promise that you might live. And while I'm ministering to the mother, just having a hard time, Apostle Harry, he, he's so moved. He was like, well, where is his body? Listen, he went to the morgue. He wasn't even supposed to be there. It was like angels led him. How did he get through that security? We do not know. He went in, 
And I have to tell you this story because maybe this might be something that really grabs your attention because you are the solution for people. Your life is so valuable. You are so precious. You are such a difference maker. You are answers for people's lives. We need you here. I cannot do what you are called to do. And Pastor Harry went in. I don't know how he got in, but he got in and he went to where the body was. And it, 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 was, just, it was just brutal. Body still dirt and everything and all. Nobody had seen it. The coroner, nobody had done nothing. He was just laying there. And he spoke to him. Now, I know his prayer was much stronger than mine because by this time now, you see, you grow in God. You grow in grace. And we were growing in grace. You see, just to have the mindset that I'm going to the morgue. How many of y'all ever said that? It's like, oh, they're dead. They're gone. That's it. The thought has to be now, God, what do you want to do? And as he spoke, the resurrection power of life, it was just kind of revealed to you that you can't call him back. And what I'm saying is sometimes, you know, we don't know all. And I know I'm like way over here in the spirit realm. You have to have ears to hear me now. We don't know everything. He reveals to us what he wants us to know, but that's enough for us to act on. Act on what you know, he give you a little bit more because he only entrusts his secrets to those are worshipers, those who love him. But he still got the reward for going and, and being obedient. See, that was an inner conviction. What is God convicting you of? This is 20, a brand new year. We are not going to repeat the old stuff. We're going to have new mindsets. We'll have a new way of thinking. We're going to have a new way. Listen, your finances are, are tied up in your obedience. Don't talk about the devil and I don't have no money and I'm broken, I'm dead. If you tithers, first fruiters, almsgiving, sowing to the widow, sowing to the poor, who are you helping? If it's all about you, girl, I got to pay my bills. Shoot, I ain't got no money. That's why you don't have no money. It is echoing in here. It is echoing in here. What time is it? I don't know. What time is it? 11.30? Okay, so we're going to start. We got a few more minutes. Okay, so what? How did I get over there? The conviction. The conviction. That's what we're to bring. That's why sometimes you come to church and you say, oh, God, that's what you was trying to tell me. Yep, you just needed it broken down. That's what we do. We're fivefold ministry gifts. You got the teacher. You got the prophet who's going to see something. You got the apostle who's going to bring the order. You got the pastor who's going to love on you. You got the teacher who's going to break it down. You got the evangelist that's going to get you all fired up. We need all of that. We need all of that. A little, uh, a, a dimension of all of that. Not dementia, dimension. <laughs> dementia is not named. There is a name, remember the above every name. 
You see, we got to go back to the word. What does the word say? And the word will make you angry. So we're looking, let's go back to 1 Corinthians 15, 57. But thanks be to God who gives us the, it's already been given. Well, when was it given? When Jesus died on the cross and got up out the grave. Amen. He went down and literally uh, defeated every demonic force on our behalf. Then he came back and he says, behold, I give unto you the power. I give you keys now to unlock things because I've already did the hard job. I've already did the work. And now I just need you to allow me to flow through you. It's like I bought the, I bought the car. I want you to listen to what I'm saying. I bought the car. I paid for it. And now I'm going to give you the keys. All you have to do is, in order to drive it or to get a benefit from it, you have to what? You got to put... Put the keys in. Come on, all things being e equal. You just have to drive. I gave it to you. I'm not going to drive it for you, but I gave it to you. He's given us keys to destroy the works of the enemy. Can you believe that? And the first enemy that you have to destroy is the one that is after your mind. So why do we stay stuck? When, when the gate is open, that's what freedom is. He who the sun sets free, when did he set you free? It wasn't when you got your breakthrough. He set you free years ago. Can you see that? So everything that I need is, is ooh, it's like laid up for those who will obey. So he's given us the victory. I want to keep on reading. So it says, thanks be to God. So say, thank you, Father for my victory, for my life's victory. Can you, can, can you get that? Because even when it looks like you're defeated, if you look at it through God's eyesight, remember when Jesus went to the cross and they was like, but if you're the son of God, take yourself down. It looked like defeat, but it was the beginning of victory. See, some things had to be. He took death so we could live. He took poverty so we could be rich. He took sickness so that we could be whole and healed. Are you following me? Are y'all getting this? Just wave your hand at me. That's what we're saying. Thank you. Thank you. Psalms 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless your holy name. Thank you for uh, redeeming me. Thank you for healing me, forgiving me. Now, that's your part. That's what you have to do. Perpetual victory part is what you have to do is acknowledge it, receive it, and now act on it. How do I know you're thankful? Because now there will be acts of kindness that will come out of your life. How do I know you're thankful? Because forgiveness will flow out of your life. Because you know you've been forgiven. Come on, come on. You know, you, you're now able, because you'll be saying, if God did it for me, baby, I'm a living testimony of the goodness of God. I should have been dead, or I should have been this, or. See? I'm going to show you where you don't even have to necessarily use the scripture. Your life is a testimony, a living, a living epistle. 
written by the Spirit. A living, that means a living letter. You are God's love letter to the world. You are God's love letter to the world. Okay, so let's go on. It says, uh, making us conquerors, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory, making us conquerors through our Lord Jesus Christ. So are we more than conquerors? We are. Do we always feel like it? No. Even when it looked like it was death on the cross and it was all over and they were weeping and they were crying, he said, I already told you that in three days I'm going to get up. This is good. This is the stuff you preach and run around and all. But I'm just trying to teach it because I want you to get it. He had already told them, but they did not hear. They did not understand. See, so many things that God wants to tell you, but you can't, you, you can't understand it yet. Peter says, Lord. In fact, when he was telling them, Peter says, Lord, I want to follow you. Jesus says, I got to go away. But I'm coming back. Peter said, can I go with you now? He says, no, Peter. Peter, Peter says, well, why can't I? He says, because you're not able to now, but you will be later. Look at somebody and say, maybe I'm not able now, but I will be later. Now, how, how long later takes is up to you. Later could be like, the next minute, the moment you receive, the moment you receive, the moment you grab hold to this, the moment you're like, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's me. And you put yourself in this word. So when you're thankful, verse 58 says, therefore, my beloved brethren, this is Paul's admonition. Be steadfast, be firm, steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, always being superior, excelling, doing more than enough in the service of the Lord, knowing and being continually aware that your labor in the Lord is not futile. It is never wasted or to no purpose. Now, isn't that good? That's good. You said, I gave them this and they didn't do me right or I forgave and this person did me wrong. It doesn't matter. You, you be obedient. You do what God tells you to do because you're going to be rewarded. He says, just be steadfast. Be unmovable. That means don't move off this word. Stand. I don't care what is going on in Iraq, around the world, with our president, with the government. Hold steady. Be steadfast and unmovable and always abounding what? In your job, in your career? Come on, come on, let's get to the point. Always abounding in what? What's the work of the Lord? Surely not coming to church. Going to the prison. My sister went to the prison. She did go for her. Yes, yes. We have prison ministry. We have people that need to hear the word of God. Amen. It's, it's laying hands on. How many people did you pass by this week that could have laid hands and spoke the word? And you don't even have to wait till they're sick. Let me tell you something. It is so much depression and heaviness and grief 
And you know, when you're around a lot of that, that stuff gets on you. That's why you got to shake off with the word of God and say, the Lord is my strength. I'm abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. You guys better get some scriptures and get it off your phone and get it in your memory so you can begin to start decreeing. You got to decree what you know. You can't just say stuff because the angels are like, we can't move on that because there ain't no truth to that. All right, let's go to 2 Corinthians 2.14. Let's just wrap it up for now. <laughs> Did I say 214? Ooh, you know what? This is so good. This is so good because it's saying the same thing. Actually, do we have the message over there too? I think we do have the message over there. This is Paul teaching because when he would go into to different churches, he would have to teach them the things of God and the ways of God. And so here, and actually in the King James, it just says, thanks be unto God who always gives us. Actually, take, take this off. Put it in the King James just for one minute. Is that hard to do? Okay, now thanks be unto God, which what? Okay, hold up. Here again, see the thankfulness? Part of your thankfulness is, is expressed in your worship and your praise. That's why Pastor Walt was saying, come on, lift up a word of praise. We, I, can, I can't praise for you. I, I cannot do that for you. I can't, you know, it's like I can't go to the bathroom for you. You got to go for yourself. Okay? So you got to do your own praise. You got to do your own praise. You know what I'm saying? You don't, you don't need a praise and the drums and the leader and all of that. You better learn. See, this is the discipline of training in righteousness. We got to discipline you that you got to have praise and worship at home, in your car. Come on, I've been in the kitchen where all of a sudden I drop to my knees and begin to worship God. I've been in the bathroom where I, in the shower, and I show kondele bosondele ha. That's what we do. You think we just show up and we just, let me tell you something. It's like a car. You have to keep being refuted. What you heard on Sunday, this is not going to take you all week. But you need to add to it. Come on, young people, you need to understand this. When I was your age, I just read, took the Bible on church on Sunday, closed it on Sunday night, and didn't pick it up no more until the next Sunday. He says, thanks, which always. Now, remember, he gave you the victory, but now... He's telling them again, you always triumph. Triumph means now it's manifestation. To triumph means to, to manifest something. When Jesus destroyed the, the demons in hell, it says he, he made an open show of them, triumphing over them. You got to show out the devil instead of him letting him show you out. You have power over him. Remember, he's a defeated foe. So we should have less of his name in our mouth. It depends on how much you think he, he is reigning. 
I'm going to say it again. You should have less. You just take it out of your vocabulary and begin to replace it with I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am strong in the Lord. I walk not in the counsel of the ungodly. I stand not in the way of sinners. I don't sit in the seat of the scornful, but my delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, I'm meditating day and night, and I shall be like a tree planted, rooted, whose leaves will not wither, but whatsoever I do, whatsoever I do, because I'm always triumphant. Because I'm, a, this is just too much. I just want to shout myself now. See, so when it, when, when, even when I get a negative report, you just got to turn it. You just got to turn it. You said, no, God, you said, we always triumph. We always triumph. You've given me the victory. I speak victory to this. I break the power of the enemy that would try to tell me no. No, I am not, I, I am not anemic. I am not uh, have, have this disease or that disease. No, in the come on, somebody. Can you, can you? Can you see what I'm saying? You got to say it because you are the God of Satan. I know that sounds a little bit strong, but you, in other words, you're over him. No, let me erase that because y'all go out and say crazy stuff that I did not say. In other words, in your lowest, he's still under your feet. That's what I'm saying. What's underneath your feet is dirt. You don't even, he's under your feet positionally. Positionally, legally, he has lost, and he knows it, but he knows you don't know it. That's why he keeps coming back and coming back, and you go like, oh, my God, oh, my God. We need to have more of these sessions because y'all be wearing pastors out because we can get you set free in meeting like this. You won't be talking about, I, I, I need a breakthrough. I need, no, you don't need nothing but the word. The word and the spirit. Rooted and grounded. And it starts coming out like they taught you in school to learn your ABCs. You learn your ABCs so you can make words. And then when you can make words, then you could do sentences. And then when you did sentences, you did paragraphs. Come on, somebody. We don't want you ABC in the things of God. It's time for some of y'all to get your PhD in the Lord. It's time for you to get your masters where you're ruling over principalities and powers. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. I don't care what it looks like. It's what I say because I say what he says. And whatever he says, angels go forth. I don't even have to bring it to pass. I said angels. Now, what are you saying right now? Because the more you agree, that's what you're going to get. You empower the lies of the enemy. Oof. Did you hear what I said? Don't empower the lies of the enemy. Like you ain't going to never be nothing. You're not going to get anything. People, they don't like you. I could go on and on and on. Thanks be unto God that always causes me to 
triumph. I have said that with tears rolling down my ears. I did not say this was easy, guys. But the Lord will strengthen you. And when do you need this most? When you're in the midst of a battle. When, when you're in the midst of looks like that professor is doing you wrong and he is not going to give you the right grade. You'll be cussing at the professor. You begin to speak the word of God. Be who you really are. Amen. Is that right? Is that right? Y'all better act right. I'll be shaking you out them chairs back there. <laughs> I can't wait to get back on Lincoln's campus anyway. Come back with a vengeance. Okay and makes manifest the savior of his knowledge by us in every place. So now, in other words, it's not so much what I say, it's the smell that I carry. Have you ever walked into a place and what is that smell? It stinks up in here, what is that? Or you walk in, it's like, my God, it smells so good, it's like heaven. You look at somebody say, you are the scent of heaven on earth. You've been sent to brighten things up, to lighten things up. When you walked into that prison, you brought the heavens on the scene. You don't have to feel it. You don't. See, that's where you go messing up because feeling, thinking, seeing, all of that, that's natural. That's low level. But, but what you're dealing with is heavenly realm. So I don't need to be dealing with no little imps down here. It's this way. That, that's what makes them afraid of you. Because they say she know. And she becomes dangerous. Dressed to kill. You walk with the armor of God. You light. You are light in the darkness. You're the sin of heaven. The Lord says, you don't have to say anything. It's just when you show up, you, you don't realize that when you take a step, boom, boom, boom. That's what you sound like in the spirit. Go ahead. That's what we're supposed to be doing. And this can work anywhere. Anywhere. Why? Because they may never come to church. They don't know heaven. But they know you. And then the next thing they know, it becomes an opportunity. Um, wow. I got to look at this in the message. We got to look at this in the message. Are y'all getting this? Somebody just say amen. Say, say, Lord, she is speaking to me today. This is some good word today. Woo! Now, this is from another translation. I got it. I got it. Woo! I got it. Thank God. In the Messiah, in Christ, God leads us from place to place in one what? Perpetual victory parade. You are on parade. Through us, he brings knowledge of Christ everywhere we go. People breathe in the exquisite fragrance. That means you got your own distinct smell. And your own distinct sound. Nobody has your DNA. 
I don't care. You, you, can't, you can't take my gift from me. You can't take my anointing from me. And you don't need to because you got something very unique that we need in this earth. He said every place where you go, everywhere, when you go in the boardroom, when you go in the classroom, when you go at home, on the job, I want you to be mindful of this tomorrow or even tonight when you leave. The knowledge of Christ, the knowledge of Christ. Part of that is your testimony. You don't have to know 100 scriptures. Part of it is your testimony. I used to be like this, but look at me now. What? What? No smell of smoke. That's what God does. Smelling like a rose. Go to the next verse. I was reading this just a little while ago. Next verse. Because of Christ. Because of Christ. See, this ain't about you. It's not about you, but because of him. In me. We give off a sweet scent that rises to God, come on, which is recognized by those on the way of salvation. That means all of those that are about to get saved. All of those that are about to get saved, they begin to recognize your scent. You know how sometimes people want to avoid you? Because they know you're carrying something. It says, an aroma that is redolent with life. You bring life. Go to the next verse. But those on the way to destruction treat us more like the stench from a rotten corpse. This is a terrific responsibility. Is anyone competent to take it on? In other words, to those that are getting ready to be saved, those that are ready to be saved, we are a sweet-smelling fragrance that goes up to God, booms back down on them. But to those that do not, don't want it, those that are on their way to hell, listen, you're not, you're not, you don't have to, you don't have to save everybody. I'm not called to save the whole world. That was Jesus. I'm only for the, my assignment. I just need you to be faithful in your assignment. Okay? Don't try to go global worldwide yet. But then those that have that evil spirit, you are like stench in their nostrils. You think, you said, she's just giving me such a hard time. I'm telling you, in, in the office, she's just always making trouble for me. You think she's making trouble for you? Hello? You are making trouble for her. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? You are stirring up them demons. I want you to get this. That's why I need you to be aware of what you're carrying. Say perpetual victory. Say, go back to the front. 14. I think Pastor Walker, he liked that. I got it. I got it. Come on, I need you to stand up this morning. Y'all been sitting, sitting on the word. The word. Oh my gosh, I didn't even give you that. What time is it? Five minutes? Yeah, that's it. That's it. You did. One more. I gotta, we got to soak you with this word. 
I look at somebody and said, let me, let me see what kind of smell you got. Hmm. <laughs> see, that's why, yeah, do you smell right? <laughs> what you smelling like? Where you been? What you been doing? You stinking? Come on, we're going to root out some demons in here that's stinking. Come on, with the word of God. Okay, okay, Hebrews 4 and 12. This is it. Hebrews 4 and 12 amplified. Because we all got it, right? You got it, Veach? So when you go back in your school, you know you're carrying something. Amen. You don't have to walk down acting all crazy like the Lord is good. Nope, let them see it. For the word that God speaks, his word, remember, is alive, full of power, making it what? Active. Come on. Come on. Come on. That's the power of the word. So when you put the word in your mouth, it's energizing, it's active, it's operative, it's effective. It's a sword. Don't let your sword be dull. Stay sharp. Stay sharp. Amen. Lift your hands one more time and say, I got this. I got this. I got this. Say, he's in me. He's in me, and he's going to live through me. And I'm going to allow him. And it begins now. All right, now lift your hands and begin to thank him. I need somebody to say, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Glory to God. Come on, let's get a praise on. Get a praise on. Get a praise on. Get that energy flowing. Get that energy flowing. Come on, come on, come on. We're operating. Everything that's not right has got to come up and come out. Everything that's not longing got to go. Only the word, only the word. I take your word, God. I speak your word, God. I release your word, God. Your word is my life. Your word is my breath. Your word is my everything. And I bless you, I bless you, I bless you, I bless you. So grateful, so thankful. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Just even saying that. You know what? Even if you just opened up your Bible and just made the confessions and declarations straight from the word of God. Can't get no purer than that. Amen. There's so many things. We're not going to contaminate the word. Amen. We're not trying to uh, peddle the word or sell the word or merchandise the word or, you know. Mm -mm. We just want to give people because we're going to be held accountable. I don't want blood on my hand. Say, I have to give it to you just like he gave it to me. Oh, I, and it's such a joy because it's a two-edged sword. It's, it's from him coming out of his mouth and then the coming out of our mouth. That's working together. Amen. My time is up. But I'm going to be praying over you. I see you. And I want you 
to speak the word. Speak the word with power. And when it looks like defeat, that's when you decree. Thanks be unto God. I don't know how it's going to manifest, Lord, but you said your word and you cannot take it back. God is faithful to his word. Amen.